Hey, welcome to episode number two of the Debt-Free Dad podcast. You may have heard the term financial freedom, but what does that even mean? And why in the heck should it matter to you? Find out in today's episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to today's show. You can also find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. So happy you're joining us here today. You know, we are recording this just after the holidays. I know you probably are just hearing this after the first of the year, and you may have already forgot about Christmas, but as we're recording this, it's the day after Christmas, and I got to talk about some cool gifts that I got yesterday. And for those of you who don't know, we may have an episode that's all about this, but I am not like a huge fan of stuff anymore. Like once I got out of debt, like my relationship with things and stuff, it just completely went away. Now, don't get me wrong, I still like nice things and cool things and electronics and technology and all that kind of stuff. But if it doesn't help me reach financial freedom or keep me in financial freedom, we're gonna be talking about that here today. Like I want nothing to do with it. The more clutter in my house, it's like it just it just stresses me out now. And we actually live in a pretty small house, but it's pretty cool. Uh my wife gave me these coupons, guys, and uh, one of them I think is especially going to be fun and it talks about reducing clutter in your house. And one of these coupons, and this is also a cool idea for many of you for next year is that you don't always have to give stuff for Christmas. And these are some pretty cool ideas. She actually made me these coupons. Here's a couple of examples. This first one I love, it's a clutter free challenge. And if you've heard anything about minimalism or the minimalist life, this is a challenge where you can declutter your life in 30 days. And she is committed to getting rid of, this is amazing, 465 items in 30 days. Could you guys do that? 465 items in 30 days. That seems like a lot. I've done it, Brad. Well, not that. I don't know if I did that many. I did like one a day for 30 days, but on the second day I did two. On the 30th day I did 30. So I did quite a bit of that um, a few months ago, actually, and it was awesome just to offload all of that stuff so your wife is incredibly creative yeah i i thought it was pretty cool but yeah for it just seems like a lot now admittedly she's already done 22 items as of just like two days after she gave me this so she's she's doing really really well to to get started (laughs) yeah it's funny you uh with the whole clutter thing i uh I remember when my wife and I got married, uh, we went to her mom's to get her stuff out of her house and her mom was cleaning out the attic and was handing down, uh, boxes and handed me this big box. We open it up and it's all of this old new kids on the block stuff. That might was my wife's. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, so this just goes in the trash, right? Cause I am not, I do not like clutter. Um, I, it's like, makes me uh, antsy <laughs> to have clutter around and I like things clean and neat and orderly. And uh, I just remember getting all my fourth, her fourth grade homework and her fifth grade homework and just boxes oh of like memorabilia, um, <laughs> which was important to them. But to us, it's just like, uh, yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I am definitely a, a clutter free person. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Sarah's come a long way admittedly, and, and maybe we'll have on her po- uh, podcast to explain this, but she's, She's always had this fear, and one of the reasons why she's held on to her stuff is because Sarah came from, she she always struggled with money. Like, she didn't have a lot of money. She was always in debt, struggled, 
And she always felt like if I got rid of the stuff, I would never be able to get it back. So she, over the years, just held on to it. And she was nowhere near with this term called a hoarder, right? But she's gotten really good over the years. But that's one of the reasons. And that kind of goes with some of the financial stuff that we talk about is that, you know, uh, you know, if you're struggling, sometimes it can be hard. You almost get that relationship with your stuff and you're too afraid to get rid of it. But uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's, uh, it's going to be good. Some of these other ones... Um, a fun decision free family day. And I love this one. And I, I, I'm a terrible husband when it comes to this, but my wife will be like, where do you want to eat? It's like, I don't know. The last thing I want to do is make another decision when I'm done working for the day. And it's like, when you own your own business, you have to make all of the decisions. Everything matters and you have to make every single one of those. So when it's like over and the decision doesn't really matter, it's like, I don't, I don't really want that responsibility. So this to me is a really cool coupon. I think a lot of people can relate to that because we do the same thing. Me, my husband and I, it's back and forth. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. We could spend a half an hour before we even move anywhere. <laughs> right? Isn't uh, that so frustrating? Yeah. It's a great restaurant name right there. You know, where you want to eat. I don't <laughs> care wherever you want to. Billion dollar idea <laughs> right, right there. there. <laughs> if anybody's listening, you want to open a restaurant. There it is. Oh, uh, yeah. That is, that's, <laughs> that is, that's a really good idea. Uh, and then the last one is just a complain free hike at a campground. And we actually camp, we're seasonal campers. We love camping in. Uh, so every time I want to go on a hike or go for a walk <laughs> and it's, and it's going to be hot outside, I get a lot of complaining from the family. So they gave me this coupon that they at least have to do one walk with no complaining, no griping. I'm really excited about those. So those are some cool holiday gifts that I got. And, uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about financial freedom, all right, and really what those words mean. And for me, and guys, what I'd like you for you guys to do is just share a little bit about what financial freedom means to you personally. But for me, you know, financial freedom has really been more about opportunity, I think. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. It's been more about opportunity than it has been about actual money or wealth building or or any of those types of things. Because Uh, This is one of the reasons why I do what I do and I I run this business and I do this full time now is because it's being financially free, having no debt has created this amazing opportunity to live a life that, that most people will never choose to live and being able to run your own business from your house, make your family your number one priority. It's like, it's just, it's made and created a lot of these different opportunities that me personally, one, I never expected, and two, never even imagined I'd have the opportunity to experience it myself. So uh, financial freedom, it's um, it, it means a lot, but for me, it's, it's all about creating opportunities in my future and being able to take advantage of even opportunities that I'm not even aware of. You know, we're up coming up on a brand new year, 2020. I mean, it's pretty cool to know that something can come knock on our door and I can be like, heck yeah, let's do something or let's let's take advantage of that opportunity because we're not so dependent on our income and, you know, what we're making and the amount of money in the bank. You know, we're, we're able to do a lot more things now because we're not so broke and living paycheck to paycheck. So that's what it means for me. I mean, I could relate to that, but I think for me, it's more choices um, and just giving us that opportunity to choose what we want to do or how we want to spend our money because we're not tied to a bunch of debt. Um, you know, I've been working from home for eight years, but, and so for me, I got up my time. My time was always kind of an awesome thing that I always had, but the finances kind of took that away from us for a long time because I could only do so much with my time without having the money to 
give them us the freedom to make the choices. So we, I mean, we've been able to do so much since we've had financial freedom, including uh, purchase our daughters a car for graduating and um, flights to Scotland recently. So we're really, really excited about the choices and experience that the financial freedom gives us. Yeah, I saw that Facebook post, by the way, Amber, you guys are going to Scotland. I'm so jealous. <laughs> we're very excited. <laughs> but they're paying cash for that. So that's pretty awesome and exciting. And it's been a dream vacation for them. So that's really cool. I love that. Yeah, I think uh, for me, the I mean, the freedom... It's probably been more, um, I don't know what the best word to use. I don't want to say psychological, but I think it's just been more uh, for us about doing away with what the world thinks, what financial freedom means. I think early before, as we started kind of thinking about getting out of debt, we want to be debt free. I think our, our goal was that we could then buy more stuff. You know, we could, we could get out of debt and then we'd have money to buy, you know, the boat or the fancy truck or all this other stuff. And I think as we got through that process and got to the point of being debt free, um, it's really become more about not caring what the world calls success and success to the world is, is stuff. And we're going to talk about some of that later today, but um, I think that's really what we've learned through this whole process. And so financial freedom to me is learning uh, an immense sense of contentment with what you have and feeling blessed with what you have. Um, and also then being able to give and being able to give freely. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later today too, but that's been um, for us a great feeling is, um, just being able to give from your heart and not regretting that you spent the money after you've given it. Yeah. So I think that's a big part for us. Yeah, that's big. It's amazing how much over the years, I mean, just what you just said and just talking with other people, how much is people, it, it, it just affects them just as an overall person, not necessarily financially, just in the process of getting out of debt. Like you said, your whole mindset change of changing from stuff to wow, we don't really need this stuff. And actually less stuff right. is actually more exciting than more stuff. Uh, it's so, it's such a weird transition. And, and I've, I've gone through it myself. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, it's fascinating almost the, how much growth happens in the actual journey. And, and that's what we tell people who are struggling too. It's like, I get that this is going to be hard, but you have no idea how much you personally as a, as a person and as a family, as a relationship are going to change as you kind of go throughout this and start paying off debt. It's just, it's, it's like this magical experience and I can't really describe it. It's you have to experience it yourself to understand the full meaning and go through that journey. So, so today we're going to unpack this financial freedom, uh, this, this term and, and what we kind of feel it means to us. And I think the first thing is for, for me personally, like if I'm going to be, if I think of the word financial freedom, I've got to be completely debt free and maybe outside of a home or a mortgage, right. Or a rent, or maybe you're renting or you got a mortgage, but I think you gotta, you can't have any credit cards. You can't have any student loans. You, you can't have any car payments. Like I think in order to be financially free, you've got to be free of debt and relying on debt to help you make your purchases. Yeah, I would say on the, on the mortgage too, I would, you know, I would make sure that people understand, at least from my opinion, um, you're debt free outside of a mortgage that you can afford. Um, you know, don't, if you're, 50% of your income is being sucked up. If you don't have any other debt, but half your income is stuck in a house, um, maybe that's not a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. You could be, uh, you could easily be debt free outside of a house and still be a little house poor maybe. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. I have been looking at mortgages recently cause we're on our way to just getting that down payment. And 
um, I've had realtors uh, talk to me and say, no, you must be ready. If you're, if you're thinking you need 20%, you don't need that. Um, so I've had lots of people say like, Let, just do it now. Let's, why are you waiting? Um, because I just don't want to be house poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, you definitely have to have the appropriate down payment and you, we're actually gonna be talking about this in a little bit when it comes to, uh, and, and another episode about find of like taking advice from the financial industry and you've got to determine what you can afford and you got to determine what that house payment can be. But yeah, yeah, most definitely you can definitely still be house poor when it comes to your house payment, even without some of that debt. So you want to be careful with some of that. The, the other one I want to mention is that it's not necessarily an amount of money. Now, Ryan, I'm going to kind of hit on you with this because, and have you talk about this a little bit, because in one of the, actually the first episode that we did, you were talking about how, you know, when we're talking about goal setting, right. And you had brought up kind of the Florida keys and, you know, the amount of money you need for financial freedom is going to be different for everybody because the amount of money that someone might need to retire down in the Florida Keys is going to be one number. And the amount of money that someone wants to retire and live in the Midwest is going to be a completely different number. So I don't believe like some people might say, oh, I have to be a millionaire to be financially free. Well, not necessarily depending on the lifestyle that you live, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's uh, a you know, and we, we hear it all the time, you know, you hear it from these finance people, you know, you need a million, you need 2 million, you need 3 million, you need 5 million to retire. Um, and I think a lot of people just throw their hands up and say, well, I'm never going to have that. Um, yeah. but you don't really know what you need until you can kind of, again, going back to our fir- first episode of why, what's your plan? What's your long-term goal? Um, if your plan is to move to LA when you retire, cause you want to live that life, um, you're going to need a lot of money. So you're going to need to have that plan. If your plan is to, uh, you know, have a cabin in the woods that you've already paid for uh, and you're going to retire completely debt-free, including the house, you don't necessarily need a lot of money to live. Um, so it it's definitely not going to be an amount of money for every, it, it will be an amount of money. It's just what that amount is for you is going to be vastly different from person to person. So someone might look at you and say, oh, they're not going to be well off in retirement. And you may be just fine because your life in retirement is different than theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree on that. And then, you know, talking about like work, you know, what do you, I mean, me personally, like I can't be in order to be financially free, I would never be able to work at a job that I hate. Like it would have to be something that I really love to do or I'm passionate about it because for most people, their primary source of income is going to be their employment and what they do for, you know, what they do for a job. And I think in order to experience true financial freedom, you at least, I I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't have to love it, but I think you at least have to enjoy it for the most part and not be miserable going to, you know, your nine to five, if that's what you do. You can't hate getting up in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, But I do, I love what I do is like, I have able to work from home and I've been doing that for eight years and I absolutely love it. So, um, people ask me like, Oh, you work all the time, but I don't feel like I'm working. So, um, for me, I can never see feeling financially free working the day job I worked eight years ago. Never. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. And you run your own business, Amber. What did you do before that? Like, what did you do before you ran your own business? I was a bookkeeper. Okay. And what did you, what did you hate about it? Um, Honestly, just <laughs> that's a loaded question, Brad. Uh, <laughs> honestly, just the the day to day, not it's not my 
cup of tea business. Like I like to be in all aspects of it. And uh, people were always telling me what to do. And I don't like when people tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> not you. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. And I, th- I think too, you know, in, in people's, um, in people's current roles and jobs, I think getting out of debt can give you, you know, sometimes we, we kind of talk about, you know, a job you love, a job you love. And you might be sitting here going, I don't, I don't really know what I love, but I think some, sometimes what you find, and I've found this is once you get debt free, um, you can find a renewed love for the job you're in. Uh, because sometimes being in debt causes you to work longer hours. Um, so maybe you really like what you're doing, but you're doing it 70 hours a week because you got to pay for all the stuff you bought. So if you, got out of debt and you only have to do that job. You found a different job doing the same thing 40 hours a week. Maybe suddenly, man, I really love doing this. And now this is why I got into this because I love doing it. So it's not always about getting another job. Getting out of debt is going to help you see things in a different light than the way you see it right now. Yeah. I think there's an, there's another interesting correlation that I've seen too with, with a lot of people. And Amber, you guys can talk about this because, because your husband Paul experienced this and he actually went forward and then went backward. But yeah. one of the correlations that I've I've always seen is that when you start working on your finances, it's amazing to me how many people come to me later as they're going throughout their process and they've gotten a raise or they've gotten a bonus or they're making more money now. And and it's really not magic. It's it's kind of like what Ryan just said, you know, the less financial stress you're experiencing, it's the more mental uh, energy you can put into your job and people are going to notice that and you're going to get compensated for it over time. And, uh, I know Paul experienced this, right? Well, when we first started Roos, not long after, um, he got a management position at his, uh, dealership that he works at. And he did that for two years. It helped us pay off a lot of debt, but near the end of that two years, I was like, uh, are you happy? Yeah. <laughs> he was coming home. He was miserable. Yeah. And uh, he's because ta- you're taking all that home. It's it's a different role. And he just looked at me and he goes, I think I need to to step down. And I said, go for it. We have we don't need the money. Yeah. We don't need the extra. So it was really nice to have him be able to do that because then he was able to just enjoy life and come home and not bring work with him. So it, it made for in a much happier household. <laughs> and think about, yeah. think about the magic of that though, because what most people would have done is they would have gotten that promotion. And then what do most people do? Oh, they'll keep it and stay miserable. And then their family's miserable. <laughs> not, well, not only that, but if they weren't, if they didn't have say the financial habits that you guys have created over the last couple of years become debt free, what do most people who broke do once they get that raise? I spent every raise I had. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Didn't think of that one. <laughs> and I thought I thought it was cool that that you guys were able to not like you you he accepted a, a a promotion and then decided, you know what? This promotion's not for me and he took a step backwards. And from a financial standpoint, like you guys didn't put yourself in a position to rob him of that choice. Like you just mentioned choices are part of your financial freedom. So it's like he didn't rob himself of that choice by weighing himself down with more payments and more debt to reflect the new lifestyle and the income that he was making. So I thought I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I thought it was the whole thing was was an awesome thing to be able from the outside at least to look in and and see two people who have changed their habits and and how it's drastically helped their future. I think it's I think it's amazing. Well, and I think people don't realize a lot of times when those things come up and again, it's society, you know, um, I grew up thinking that's what you do. You climb the corporate ladder, 
you know, to get a promotion, that's what you do. You take it, you become the manager, you become whatever. That's just, that's who you are. It's kind of that mentality of just more, more, more. And, uh, I've similar situation for me. I mean, it's, that's just not me. Um, that's not who I am. And now having the choice to not feel like I have to do that, um, man, it's, I mean, it goes back to what does financial freedom mean? I mean, there's no more freedom than the feeling of you can kind of go do whatever you want. And I'm doing what I do because I love what I do because I love the process. I love uh, what I'm doing, but also to know that at some point in my life, if I, if that's not my calling, uh, that I have that ability to, to take something else. I mean, there's just no better feeling than that. Yeah. I totally. I mean, Ryan, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when mom, when we were younger and for those of you who don't know, again, Ryan is my older brother. And I can remember when, um, mom and dad were working, they were working for corporate America. And I remember, you know, mom had, had this is, there's one time I remember and mom had had a job that she liked to do, but then all of a sudden there were some changes that were out of her control. In fact, like her boss, I think either retired or got a different job and they hired a new boss and that new boss made her life miserable. And so that that's another change that can happen. It's like you could love your job, but what if your job makes changes that all of a sudden makes that job not so ideal anymore? And being financially free, having no payments, now you can just say, you know what? I used to like this. I still like it, but you guys are making my life miserable. I want to go do something else, right? So having the flexibility and the freedom of choice, I think, is is huge when it comes to the job. Also, you know, uh, before we leave this topic, I, th- I think another sign that you might not be in the right job is if you're always saying, I can't wait until when, like the weekend or you're counting down the hours or your next vacation, right? <laughs> if If you're really always just looking for the next big event and you know, you're kind of not really paying attention today. I think that's another sign that you may not be working in your strengths and you may want to start looking at some, some other options for you. Uh, one of the other things when it comes to financial freedom is, you know, having a plan for your money. Money is used intentionally when you experience financial freedom. Money doesn't just happen to you. You don't experience financial freedom by winning the lottery. And there's this, uh, there's this movie that's been out for a while and I'm not going to mention it, but it gives people this idea that if they just manifest some of these things in their mind, they will think their way into success, no matter what that looks like to them. And say, you want to be financially free, that you could just think your way to it by sitting on your couch. And I'm here to tell you that that's just not going to happen. That is wishful thinking. So you've got to have a plan, but then you've got to be willing to work hard and use that money intentionally that you're bringing in and and having a monthly budget and putting that money to work for you by paying off debt, saving, and uh, doing whatever it's going to take for you to help you reach your financial goals. Yeah, I think it's important to have those goals in the first place. (laughs) A lot of people don't make the goals. They make the new year's resolutions. Like we talked about uh, on the last one. And uh, really you need to set a goal and a plan. So so let me ask you guys, do you guys think about your money a lot? Uh, yes and no. Okay. In a, in a different way than I did before. Okay. Can you talk, can you explain, explain that a little bit? Like, what do you mean? So, um, before we became debt free, it was constantly thinking about, oh shoot, what's coming out next? Oh my gosh, are we going to have enough money for that? Now it's, um, more of a, oh, do we really want to spend our money on that? Or making sure that everything's kosher in our bank account, but not stressing about it. So it's a different thinking about money, but I do think about it quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think, um, 
I don't think about it in the, so I would say similar to Amber, I don't, I think about it, but in a much more positive light, I think about it more of like, what do we want our future to be? But as far as the day to day wondering about money, yeah, a hundred, I just, it's just a, it's a thing of the past. I don't worry about it as far as like, do we have money for groceries or do we have money for school supplies or do we have money for the kids clothes? Um, because we're beat, we've been intent kind of going back to the last point, we've become very intentional about our money and how we spend it. Uh, so I, it, there's just really not anything to think about when it comes to that. It's more thinking about what you're intentionally going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when I was broke and, and you guys, I don't know, maybe you can share a little bit of your experience, but it seemed like I was always just living one crisis to the next. And, you know, it was, it was just always one thing after another. And that's what it always felt like. But now that we don't have any payments and we've got a large emergency fund and we're, you know, our money is a lot more automatic and the plan just happens. Like it's just, it has become so almost like a ritual and it's, it's become so like a, just like a habit every single month. And it's just, you know, the money needs to go where it needs to go. It needs to go in this retirement account. It needs to go in that savings account. This thing needs to get paid. I mean, it's just, it's just so, uh, it's become such a habit. In fact, I, I've been known, and, and I know this sounds bad because I'm a financial coach, but I've been known to actually forget to pay like a water bill here and there because like our money has become so automatic that I, I just, I don't really think about it nearly as much as I used to. And some people are surprised by that. They'll be like, well, Brad, you must do this money stuff all the time. And it's like, well, outside of helping other people, it's like, I don't, no, like our budget takes maybe 15, 30 minutes a month. And other than that, I mean, it's kind of like you just hit the button and it just, and it just all just goes. And there's really not any stress, anxiety, or worry that's really associated to it. So I think to experience true financial freedom, I think you need to get to the point where your money is so automatic and that your, your goals are so in line that everything just happens and you can use that energy that you used to spend worrying about money to do other things. Like we just talked about, it's going to affect your work. It's going to affect the rest of your life. You could put more energy into different areas of your life. And and that's how this money stuff can help you improve uh, a lot of different things. So we're going to come back with a few other tips. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back here in just a minute. Hey, many people I work with want to get out of debt. And many of them are also looking for ways to rid themselves of financial stress and finally being able to get to the point where they can start saving some money. Wouldn't that be fantastic? That's why I created this free course, 10 Easy Money Saving Ideas That You Can Start Today. Literally, you can start using these tips today. And when you join, you're going to get a free downloadable PDF guide that walks you through all the tips. Not only that, but we're also going to give you 10 video lessons that walk you through every single tip in more detail. Also, we're going to give you some action items that you can start to begin to make some changes that are going to help you save more money and fill up that piggy bank. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on tools and courses in the menu, and get free access to this course today. Hey guys, today we're talking about financial freedom and what that word means. I think the next topic we kind of covered in what we were talking about, what I got for these amazing Christmas gifts, but uh, I think one of the biggest things when it comes to financial freedom is that you no longer are in bondage to stuff. Now, I think 
we as a nation now Canada's or Amber's representing Canada, so maybe you can <laughs> Amber you can re- you can represent Canada and you can you can give your opinion about how you feel everyone's doing in Canada. There's a lot of pressure, by the way. <laughs> that is a lot of pressure, Brad. but here in the United States, I think most people have a serious stuff problem and it's the stuff if they could break that relationship with stuff a lot of their financial problems would disappear like some of them literally overnight in a lot of cases if we could break that relationship i think i think you seriously have got to you've got to break that and I, I don't think there's really any other way to experience financial freedom because i think you know a lot of people who are are living paycheck to paycheck, including myself, I was always kind of looking for that next thing I had to buy. And and those days are just long gone. And and that severing those ties with those those messages and having that need to always have the next and latest and greatest thing is it brings a lot of peace to your life. There's no question. I mean, the last couple of years when, you know, even well before we got, became debt free, we would just buy things all the time. And the last couple of years, I don't know, it just this debt thing just changed our life in so many different ways than money <laughs> because we think of stuff in a totally different way. Um, and we, we, I think I've said it before and we, you know, we see something like, oh, we should get that. And then my husband's like, yeah, go ahead, just get it because Timmy's like, we, we can buy it. It's no big deal. And I'm like, nah, you know, I don't need it. Yeah. So we do that a lot, like very often. Right. Whereas opposed to before you were probably like, Oh, I'll just get it. Absolutely. Yeah. We were buying stuff all the time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, th- I would, you know, I think people listening here for me, this, I think this, I think a lot of people um, like me, I think when I really analyze as I kind of went through my debt journey and started kind of looking back uh, at our life of, uh, spending, uh, I think you really have to take a step back and look at it and say, why am I buying this stuff? Like what, for me, what I found is a lot of our spending and a lot of the things we were buying were for other people. Um, were in, in it's, it was for other people's opinions of us. It really wasn't maybe even something we really wanted. Uh, maybe we wanted it kind of, but I think it was more wrapped up in wanting it because someone else would think this of us. So having a certain house or a certain car or a certain uh, type of clothes, whatever that is, um, I think a lot of people struggle with, well, do you really want it? Because I think now we do buy some things, but now we buy it for us. We buy it very specifically for us. And I don't really care anymore what people think, where before I think a lot of our spending was directed by other people's opinions. Um, I remember when Kia came out with a car. Kia was a younger company, wasn't super popular. They had a model that was called a Kia Amante. At the time it was a Kia, like who buys a Kia, but it kind of looked like a Mercedes. So it was like, I bought it because it just looked like it. It, I I really didn't know anything about the company. I never really liked the car. I bought it because I thought (laughs) people would think I was driving a nice car. That's really why I bought it. Um, I hated that car. Um, but I think those are lessons than things that people can think through of, of the stuff, um, yeah. the stuff in your house. What does it represent? Does it represent you or does it represent what it shows to other people? Yeah, I can, um, I can totally relate when it comes to the whole car thing. And, and I, I can't tell you, I went out and buy a, bought a Kia and I look like a Mercedes though. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Isn't it great? Isn't it crazy how we sell ourselves on some of that stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. But I, I can remember, like, I can remember being really excited. One of the coolest things about buying a new car was being able to tell people about it. 
But then yeah. that, you know, that celebration is very short lived and those payments become very real very, very quickly, <laughs> you know, and I'll see people post on Facebook about this, you know, they'll, they'll have a new ride or, you know, and, and they'll post that they just bought it and they just did this. And, and it's like, we, we do this stuff to get recognized and especially on social media, but those, those like moments of recognition are such short lived and you, and most people are signing up for five, six year car loans now. And you got to live with that thing now for years and years to come. It's just uh man. And we're, we're just after Christmas here. And, um, it, it, this is just one of my things that always just makes me laugh now is, you know, you see these oh, big time from Thanksgiving to Christmas, all these commercials with everyone's buying the, uh, their wife or husband, a car with the big bow on it. And I just joke with my wife all the time. I'm like, you know, nothing says I love you than go into the bank and taking on a huge loan without your, without even discussing it with you. Like, here's a, here's a $50,000 car. Now we got to pay for it for eight years. <laughs> Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's like, ah, what? <laughs> That's just my, crazy. My husband just showed me a commercial about um, a car and a Christmas gift and having a big bow on this fancy new car outside of um, their house. So the wife gets all excited and he goes, oh, no. I just got you the bow. It's a rental. I want to make the neighbors jealous. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. It was so funny. Um, but it's so true, right? We're it trying is. to keep up with the Joneses. Yep. Absolutely. There's actually a Christmas commercial that's out there. Let's like this. It's uh, it was around Christmas. I haven't seen it this year, but it was a car commercial. And one of the neighbors was really excited about all of the deals that it had gotten on Christmas decorations. Like he opens up his trunk and he's got like, you know, all the cool stuff in the back. And then it pans over to the neighbor next door and he's got his shiny new brand new truck sitting in the driveway. And he's like, oh, you got a deal on Christmas decorations. Well, look at the deal that I got. Right. I mean, those are real things. That's not made up. Like that is how we feel about some of this stuff as as humans, right? I mean, we we do look at that like, oh, I can't wait to put this car out from the driveway and show this thing off. It is it is real and it is happening and it is affecting your money. There's no question. So the other area that we want to talk about is when it comes to financial stress and worry and embarrassment and those are probably some of the the words that I hear most often in helping people get out of, uh, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and getting them on the road to financial freedom is, is it's these, these big feelings that they're having. And I think to experience true financial freedom, you've got to be free of those feelings. You've got to be free of guilt of, of your past mistakes. You've got to be free of shame of your current situation and the stress and the stress that really relates to, uh, your money. Now keep in mind, I mean, there's definitely times where, I myself have experienced financial stress being debt free. Uh, I haven't shared this story yet, but uh, last year when our daughter was born, she had went through uh, a really bad birth and ended up having some complications that are going to be lifelong complications. And I immediately going through that started thinking about not only my financial life moving forward and how we're going to have to, you know, uh, take care of a special needs child, but also thinking about her financial life in the future and thinking about how is she going to be able to live and be able to afford the basics of life. And so don't get me wrong. I mean, there are events and things that come up if you're debt free or financially free that are going to stress you out. But here's the thing. Those events are very far and few between. And uh, the amount of stress that you might experience is very short lived because once you get your head back on your shoulders, you start to make a plan because you've already created these new habits a lot of that stuff goes away right away. So, I mean, it's not to tell you that, oh, it's just always roses and sunshine, but 
you don't experience that what I mentioned before that crisis to crisis lifestyle. It's like you're living one crisis to the next. Those days are really long gone. Yeah, and I just had uh, in September, I had to take some time away from my my business and my work and just kind of be there for my mom. She had some medical stuff going on. And um, I had no I didn't have uh, there was stress with that situation. But the finding I wasn't thinking about how I was going to pay my bills because I wasn't working for a few weeks. Just wasn't thinking that because I know we had that plan. Yeah, I think uh, with the I, this goes back to the kind of when we started this, uh, this podcast, you know, about, I think how, what financial freedom means to me, like, this is really the big thing for me is getting rid of that, that guilt and that shame, um, that stress that we carried around with us, you know, here we are after Christmas. And right now you may have just given your family a great Christmas. I know we, we used to, we used to give our kids a great Christmas. Our family's a great Christmas. And the day after I hated because the reality of what we just did is just on my shoulders. Now we got to pay for all this and it would take Mm -hmm. us all year to pay for everything we just did just so we could do it all over again next year. Um, And you just don't, you can't give, you can't give freely when you're feeling that way. Like it's not fun to give somebody a gift and then the next day feel bad that you gave it to them and you wish you could take it back. That's not a fun giver. Um, so now not having that, now it's fun. We might not spend as much as we used to, but man, I can really give in the next day going back to our last, you know, we don't think much about it. We, we did it. We're done. We save for it. Now we'll do it again next year, but we're paying cash and we're not worrying about that stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about that. We don't even have that on a point on today's <laughs> podcast and shame on me, but let's talk about the whole giving thing real quick. And how, I mean, because we did some pretty amazing things this past year and being able to give. Actually, we gave more money and more stuff out this year than we've ever done any other year. And uh, this coming off of a pretty terrible 2018 when it comes to our finances and having some really big unexpected emergencies hop, pop up. But but you're right, Ryan. I mean, it's it's for us, that to me, over and above everything that we do, saving for retirement, being able to pay cash for things, being able to give and help out other people is... Uh, in my mind, one of the most gratifying things that I think I've ever been able to do and help out other people. I think I think it's the best. And I think um, that's real financial freedom right there is being able to give freely and, and like you had mentioned, not have the guilt and worry that, oh, I gave too much. Absolutely. I, I think this year was the, one of our biggest years for just gift giving to other people as well. Um, you know, we hopped onto some charities and some different things around the holidays. And instead of gift exchanging with some of our family members. We just did that instead Um, because we agreed we all didn't need more, more things. So yeah, that's definitely a bonus being financially free. The last point I want to make, and we kind of already hit on this one briefly, and I kind of mentioned this is the big thing for me when it comes to financial freedom, but is having the freedom of choice and the freedom to take advantage of opportunities that fit within your overall plan. And That to me has been the biggest thing. You know, Ryan kind of mentioned one of the things like when he was getting out of debt, you know, they they were, they were really excited to buy more stuff. And admittedly, I I kind of felt the same way. Like I, I I remember one, one thing specifically, I always wanted to go on more vacations 
when I became debt free. But what I realized is when I became debt free and I created the life that I wanted to live, I didn't necessarily needed to escape that reality as much as I thought I needed to. So uh, I didn't really need to take as many vacations as I thought I wanted to. But having that freedom and opportunity of making those choices, like for instance, one of the biggest choices that Sarah and I made, my wife and I, was quitting our jobs. And if you think about this, think about this from you know, social influence, like the people that we surround ourselves with. I can't tell you how many people thought we were crazy that both of us quit our careers, that we had worked so hard to like, you know, create and move up the ladder and get experience. We both quit those careers to do something completely different that neither one of us had ever done before. And yeah, people were telling us that we were crazy. Like, you know, you guys don't know what you're doing. Why would you throw away all that, you know, all that experience and all that time? And it's like, well, because we're just not happy. Like, having the freedom and the opportunity to make a different choice because we weren't so dependent on that income any longer. I got to tell you, it's been one of the coolest experiences because I've been able to do some pretty amazing things over the last couple of years since starting this business that I never would have thought I would ever have an opportunity to do. And, and I've only been able to do that because it all started with making a decision to rid myself of debt. Yeah. We've had way more experiences now. Um, since then. So that's given us more opportunities because we are able to, and we travel and that's what we love to do. Um, and it's allowed us to travel a lot more and see a lot more things. And, um, I mean, Scotland was a dream for my husband. He told me about this years ago. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe like, like it was never a thought in my mind that it would ever become a reality. And it, this year when we paid for those flights, I was like, wow, we're actually going and we're doing this and we have um, the financial freedom to do that and it's all going to be paid for cash and uh, we could still have our house in the summer as well so just because of the choices and stuff that we that we've made over the past few years yeah i think opportunity is uh and it's just it's it's something that people don't realize i think people a lot of people wish their lives could be different a lot of people you know i think we have all heard the term you know um when one door opens, you know, when one door closes, another opens, um, or, you know, those doors can be open to you. But I think a lot of times when you're strapped by debt, you can't, you can't take the chance and walk through those doors. And I, and so I think we shut a lot of doors in our lives because we're, we're more concerned about stuff than being happy. And I think if we, we stopped worrying about acquiring more things and worried about more happiness, uh, you could take some chances and walk through some of the doors. And and I think that's been our thing as we've gone through, you know, my wife has been able to experience some different things she's wanted to try and cross off her bucket list. Um, she doesn't like some of those things, but just being able to do that and not, not go at retirement or in your last days to sit and live with regret of, I've never been able to do that. Uh, being free will give you that opportunity to, to do those things. Hey, do you have a question about your finances? If so, send me an email at brad at therealdebtfreedad.com and we will try to get your question on an upcoming episode of the podcast. So send those over. We'll be happy to take a look at what you need help with. Today's question is a pretty good one and I think it's going to hit a, a lot of people that are out there, especially just moving off of the holidays here. But uh, this person says, I made some really bad decisions in the past and now things are starting to spiral out of control. I lost some hours during the holidays, and now I am at risk of getting behind on some credit cards. What is the best thing to do 
to get caught back up. And uh, I know I've definitely been in your or in your uh, situation. I never got behind on credit cards, but there were some times where it wasn't looking too good. So what do you guys think? Oh, we've gotten behind on credit cards. Um, so I can feel how you're feeling right now for sure. Um, but I think creating a budget and just cutting out the non-essentials and really looking at um, what you could do right now with your finances and sell some stuff. We talked a lot about stuff today, uh, but definitely get rid of it. And this could kind of help get you caught back up and, and get you on the right track. Yeah, I, I would say uh, <laughs> breathe, you know, take, take a breath. Um, Cause I think when, when you start getting to that point or where you're at now is um, it's just, it, it's overwhelming. And I think you start reflecting on everything, all the, you know, you kind of say it in your question, you know, have you made a lot of bad decisions? Uh, I think all three of us here today have made lots of bad decisions with our money. Uh, so you're no different than a lot of people out there. A lot of people make bad decisions. Um, I think the big thing for me would be, what can you do? Uh, Amber touched on it. What can, do you have, do you have stuff you can sell? Um, what other work can you get? Um, I think it, for me, it, it, it's kind of in crisis mode. So it's kind of all hands on deck. You know, what can you sell? Uh, what could you get a second or a third job, whatever you need to do to kind of get caught back up. Um, and then once you do get caught back up, then I think it's then starting to plan, you know, starting to figure out where's your money going. Uh, but right now, I think you just got to do whatever you got to do to, to kind of keep things rolling. Hi, my name is Brad Nelson, and I've done some really stupid stuff with money. <laughs> <laughs> so I could totally, totally agree. And I, I love uh, I love you're kind of getting there, Ryan, with that. I think what most people do in this situation is they hurt themselves more by not being proactive about it. They think about everything that they can to do. And I think the attitude needs to be, what are the things that I can do to fix this situation? One thing I will tell you for sure, there's there's two things I want to share for sure. Number one is make sure you take care of your necessities first. I think the biggest thing and the biggest mistake that I see people making in this situation is the stress causes them to make the situation worse. So what I don't want you to do is skip out on your rent or your mortgage or your electric bill or the necessities in your life and pay these credit cards, Okay. Those things need to get paid first. So make sure you take care of your necessities. We're talking about your home, your food, you know, your basic utility needs, your tr basic transportation needs, your basic clothing needs. Make sure all of those things are taken care of first. Then you can worry about these credit cards, all right? The other resource I want to give you, because we don't have time to cover all of the steps on today's show, but there is a resource. If you go to therealdebtfreedad.com, scroll down towards the middle of the page, you're going to see a little, um, like a header that says eight steps to get caught back up on bills. And that's going to give you kind of a, that'll give you a video and also eight single steps that'll just itemize everything out that you need to put into place right now. And those are going to give you some really great action items that you can get started on uh, right now today. So... Amber and Ryan, thanks for joining me today for another podcast. It's all awesome as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So make sure you please leave us some honest reviews in the Apple Podcast. We read every single one, good and bad. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. And if you know someone who could benefit from our show please give us a share. We would love for you to share this with other people. We would greatly appreciate that. And hey, we appreciate you. And we'll see you in our next upcoming podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad Podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.